Well, maybe we should start with the intro. Behind Jesus, I want you to Nicholas Jesus, Nicholas Cage, Jesus, Nicholas Cage, Jesus. It might May. have been religion, could have been God. I don't know. Do Nicholas Cage, please help me land a plane. <laughs> I think he might. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. And today we have a new guest man type thing. I don't know. I'm going to double check on what he is. Sean. Yes, sir. You're here. I am. It's, you watched this. <laughs> Long time listener. First time caller. Ooh, you're so original. Um, <laughs> so today, for your listening pleasure. Don't call it that. Hey, <laughs> listen. I didn't say viewing. For your listening pleasure, we... All watched the new Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. Oh, right. There's an old Left Behind. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, with um, uh, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, it was a Kirk Cameron miniseries, and then they made a movie also off of it. Oh, really? And that was a thing, and now there's a Nicolas Cage version. And we watched that one, and it's great. It's free on Netflix if you want to watch it. I mean... If you want to. I mean, I didn't want to, but you called me at like 9 p.m. and was like, Sean, you need to watch this. We're recording today. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and what a great Sunday movie to watch. Am I right? It yeah. sure is with all the over Christian overtones. And I do mean overtones. Strong Christian overtones. You just you're just yelling God. <laughs> Why these things? God. And that's what the apocalypse is all about, Charlie Brown. It's all gods, you know, with the Jesus. With, with the, the that's the mm -hmm. which ones? There's yeah. many of them. You know, the seven, the seven Jesus. <laughs> the, <laughs> the seven. Prepare for the new book, the seven Jesus, written and directed by. I don't know how you direct a book by also Kurt Cameron. Yeah, by Kurt Cameron. <laughs> Kurt Cameron directed a book. I don't. He's a magic person if he did that. So anyway. Uh, Left Behind starts uh, with the happiest music possible. It's about the rapture, if you don't know what Left Behind's about. It's about the rapture and the people who are left behind because the rapture's like God's pre-judgment day, or it is judgment day, then some amount of years later he's going to blow everything up or something. I don't know. Something Aaron, by you have to Aaron, you have to mention how the first act in this movie has a bookshelf titled Acts of God, like the book that the Cameron-named guy wrote. Oh, and oh yeah. Is like buying that. Like They're like, hmm, what should I read on my international flight to London? This book about God. Huh, Acts of God. Right next to the baseball store. <laughs> yep. And you know yeah. how we know that the Cameron guy is an investigative journalist? He says it six fucking times. Yeah, and people like, walk up to him and be like, journalist. I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are. You're that that newsman who goes to places that are bad, like the tsunami in unnamed location. Yep. 
Investigative journalist, remember? Hey, our remember investigative journalist? Hey, me, hey. investigative journalist much? It's me, me uh, Cameron Williams, investigative journalist. By the way, over there is Cameron Williams, the investigative journalist. What are you? Oh, I'm just an investigative journalist named Cameron Williams. Like I, every time he's on screen, someone's going to be like, who are you? Like, I'm an investigative oh. journalist. And something that bothered me is like everybody oh, he, they the, talk there's to. One, there's one thing that bothers you? Okay, there's many. Okay. But the one that bothers me about Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, is that anybody who walks up to Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, is like, oh, you're Cameron Williams, investigative journalist. I know, it's amazing. He's like the, he's like George Clooney or something. Just like, yeah, he's like, a mo- no, fu- no person on the news is like that recognizable in public. Nobody's walking up to fucking Wolf Blitzer being like, yo, Wolf, I like the things you do. Sign these things in, a, in an airport. They'll be like, hey, look, it's Wolf Blitzer. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who's that one guy with the beard? I don't fucking know. Like, it's like, that, that, you know, the white guy on the TV. There's like 20 of them. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, no, nobody gives a fuck really that much. And you know what's ambiguous is whether... So that book has like a Christian message to it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it does because he's not like a... And then God did the things. I think he just means more like act of God in like insurance terms where it's like, there's no way we could have uh, stopped this. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think it's more of that than like, Jesus did it. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> Well, because if they had read his book, the first question from that woman would not be, have you read the Bible? It would be like, I'm a fan of your work or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think she was just a crazy person and, and he's like, defies all logic. As well, as you do. I think he has a point because when she was like, when she came up to him, she said it as if like she had read the whole fucking book in 10, 15 minutes. Maybe. I mean, it's in big font, I guess. <laughs> the... And can I mention how this airport is supposed to be JFK, and that is the cleanest that I've ever seen JFK and the least crowded represented in film. Yeah, and the least crowded is a shithole. There's like five people in JFK. It makes no sense. Oh yeah, I know. Happy and and after that theological discussion between ooh. Chloe Steele, what a great name. Yeah. <laughs> the woman, it's like this really cheery, upbeat, saxo, like phone piano music as Nicolas Cage like drives in like he just yep. got laid in his yep. convertible. He's like, huh, huh, that's me. Well, it's like sexy jazz music. By the way, all the music in this fucking movie. Yeah, all the all the music in this movie sounds like it's from fucking like freesound.org. It's always it's it's just this kind of like flat like it's just it's bad. Like the set like what the uh, flight attendant that he wants to have the fuck with um is like getting like the lippy bullshit on her fucking lips. My lip gloss. Yeah, sure, lip gloss, lipstick, fucking lip shit. Whatever, doesn't matter. Um on her face hole. Um, she the the music's just like like it's the it's the gonna have a fuck music, and it just, but it's like the shittiest version they could find. Uh, like all the music in this is amazingly garbage, and I love it. See left behind to support my son's wayward garage band jazz career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going going back to the um the part where they're like he they're. 
ladies yelling at a Chloe Steele and all that, and they're having that fight. After like her and Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, talk, the lady at the ticket counter comes up like, Cameron, it's time to go. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like, how the fuck do you know all the passengers on your plane? You get like, what, $70 billion a day? Yeah. Well, it is Cameron Williams. Investigative journalist. Investigative journalist. journalist. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's actually the script supervisor. She's not actually an actress. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And she, it was like every two seconds, and he just turns around like, I'm not going to go. No, I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to go. And she's just like, just get on the fucking plane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. The rash is coming. Thing- one thing that I love about the marketing for this movie is that it shows Nicolas Cage coming out of a landed burning plane. Isn't that a spoiler? Because that's the last thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just like it's an, it's probably just like an action shot to be like, don't you want to watch Nick Cage come out of a plane or some shit? Nah. Yeah, but this movie is marketed in such a way as if it's like a flight movie. You know, the Denzel Washington movie where there's actually yeah. like flight thriller things. And this is just like... Well, I, we landed thanks to that long distance phone call that I had with my daughter. Or maybe, or maybe it was trying to be like, remember Con Air? Con Air was a thing. I do remember Con Air, and it was much better than this. Well, yeah, of course it was. Especially but I, I think Nicholas that might have been Southern it. Accent. Yeah. I was, you let the little girl go. Yeah, because <laughs> if you just talk slower, that means that you sound more Southern. Yeah, that just means you hate blacks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, coming from the south, just talk slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's that's what talking slow means. So, how do you guys like my accent? I worked really hard on it. Did you guys know I am from Mississippi? <laughs> By the way, Tennessee is beautiful this time of year. I'm from the south. Boise. <laughs> Idaho? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, the South. You know, let's go to Boise, you know, where the good old boys are and fly the Confederate flag because we're assholes. That's where they got all the good gumbo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That Illinois gumbo. <laughs> Except that's Idaho, but whatever. It doesn't Illinois. fucking matter. There's eyes in it. Uh, sure. Yeah. There's eyes in the gumbo. Yes. Don't eat that. Oh, <laughs> eat all of it. Um, fucking the, the she, uh, when cl- when the when the crazy lady is like talking to uh, Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, yeah, Chloe comes up and is like, "Well, what about these things religious that I have a counterpoint?" And the crazy lady is just like, "Damn, I'm yeah. gonna go." Yeah, you have like man me wrong. All those things I believed are now invalid. Oh darn shucks, I've been beaten. I haven't practiced this for hours for this girl who grew up hating God and never read the book or whatever. Like, sure. <laughs> okay, so My- we don't really understand. Like, so Nicolas Cage is breaking up with Leah Thompson, his wife, because <laughs> she found religion a year before the events of the movie. Wait, really? Yes. Because she's crazy and overt about it. Seriously, that I didn't catch that. Yeah. Did, well, when when Chloe gets home, in, the first thing she says to her is like, "Well, God, like we need to sit down and you need to talk to God." Like that's the first thing she says. Like she comes in the door, like, "Hey, hey, uh, little brother," and then, "Hey, mom, hug." What about God? Like, whoa, <laughs> back like that? Yeah. I, I I go ahead and have religion. That's fun. Like, who's stopping you? But don't 
That's weird. Never get to that point where it's like, hello, daughter. What about God? I hear you like to hear about Jesus. Like, like, come on, man. Nobody wants to hear that immediately. Or I don't even want to hear it ever. But, you know, whatever. With the with the going home to visit the parent, I love that um, she gets out of the car and he's like, did you give me anything from the airport? And it's like, oh man, that new baseball glove I wanted from the fucking airport? Yeah, you know, that that, glo- that baseball glove he's been eyeing from the airport, you know, because you need a glove right before you get on a plane. Yeah. Well, That's exactly what line, you need. The line is specifically, it's the baseball glove that I've been asking for. So he has gone through the airport and pointed and been like, <laughs> look, I want that one. Yeah. Oh God. And then some Someone told her that she should get it. How? She hasn't been home in like eight months. How did she, did, did she call ahead and be like, hey, what does little Timmy want or whatever the fuck his name is? I, I need to know what he wants. Well, apparently she didn't because she didn't know that her dad had was sleep was slinking away to go to London to see what were those tickets to that? that oh, you two. It, was, it, it was to you, too. That really I relevant would, band. Yeah, I would skip out on my daughter coming home for you, too. <laughs> Not in London. Yeah, London U2, it's like British version. No, yeah, it's a different <laughs> band because it's in they London. They are from Liverpool. Don't they're not me. They're not from Liverpool. Oh, no, they're from Ireland. That's right. Yeah, that's the Beatles you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I'm thinking of you talking U2 to me because they call them the lads from Liverpool. Be- because they're idiots in a great way, yes. Listen to that show because it's great. Anyway... Uh, oh God, what the fuck even happens? Oh, wasn't it weird? Like when, um, when, uh, Chloe's having the conversation with Cameron Williams, um, like then her dad comes up, but also the way, like when Nicholas Cage sees the daughter, he's, he like throws his sunglasses off of his face and he's like, Oh, my daughter. Like he just, just like, Holy shit. Like. It looks like he saw a ghost from across the fucking room. Like he overacts the shit out of that one little reaction. But anyway, once he gets up and goes on the plane, also he's going to have a, he's going to get on a plane. How the fuck does he have time to be like, okay, just give me 20 minutes to talk to my daughter. Like, no, we're going on a plane. You're the pilot. You gotta like get on the plane. Don't, don't talk to your daughter. I like go and say hi for like a minute, but you can't have like a crazy conversation to be like, Hey man, Look, Dodd, I haven't seen you in forever. Let's talk for 20 minutes about how your mom is a crazy religious person. Oh, shit, plane time. Like, it's plane 30, gotta go. You, like, just go to the... You're supposed to be doing your job. How does he have that much time to do that? Anyway, but after he leaves, um, Cameron Williams uh, had relocated to be the seat behind uh, Chloe. And as soon as he gets up, he's like, well, hello. Now that your father's gone, how about your genitals? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, the weird thing was when uh, she gets so like the lady comes up, like no, some guy comes up on one of those like little tram things they have yeah. at the airport, hands her the U two ticket. She's like, oh, I'm so sad about this, and she's like, I'm sorry. But when he walks away to leave, he gives her a kiss on the cheek, like they've been dating for eight weeks. Or, yeah, like they know each other from my like childhood or something. I thought it was going to be like a subplot where it was like, yeah, she wants to bone Cameron Williams, but then there's this dude and he's like, yeah, I've had the sex with her. You know? But that kind of happened. Yeah, it, it kind of looked like that was the thing that was that was going on there. I don't know. It was the whole thing. 
Oh yeah. Another thing is like, this is like, I know it's 2014 and everything. So that big whole airline suicide thing hadn't happened yet, but the Cameron Williams detective investigative journalist comes up to the front of the plane, knocks on the cabin door of the, of the cockpit and is like, Hey, Here's you two tickets. And yeah. it's like, there's no way he could have gotten past like the, the couple of girls like on the plane watching it. Well, I'm like, sure he US walked Marshall. up to the women. I'm sure he walked up to the women and was like, hey, I'm Cameron Giles, investigative journalist. <laughs> Just look at my gorgeous face. I have these U2 tickets for the pilot from his daughter. And I hope he wants to go with me. (laughs) Yeah, that's for me. I mean, we're going to go and bro zone and just do that. New plot. Yeah. Yeah. Then we fuck instead of the lady. (laughs) And then that's going to happen. We're going to put our butts in our dicks and it's, you know, it's going to be good. Delicious. Your understanding of human sexuality and physiology is unparalleled. I know. Did you know? (laughs) I am a I am a sexual man with a really sexual plan. Okay. One one thing that I don't get is how was Chloe Steele going? Okay, and Nicolas Cage's character is named Rayford Steele. (laughs) Yes, I know. I love his name. Rayford Steele is a pilot. It's not like it's no, you can't give a last name Steele and have him not shooting 40 bad guys throughout the movie. Right. Like you just can't. That's like law. The only like that- thing he shot was a terrible movie. Oh, <laughs> yes. God, he, his fucking part in this movie must have taken like three days to shoot. I mean, like, honestly, there's like we need a shot of a couple shots of him getting in and out of his car and driving a touch. So that would take like maybe five hours total the screen in the in the airplane when he's trying to land it and yeah. looking through the guy who gets departed he probably um, did yeah he probably did all, almost all of his lines or all of his cockpit stuff in one day because he's fu- he's got better stuff to do and he does because Nick even Cage. Nicolas Cage is above this movie like I But Aaron it, Aaron I'm sure that he improvised a bit like that great joke that he was telling to the flight attendant Oh, oh my god item. that's the yep. worst You can only have yep. one carry on item <laughs> <laughs> Get it cuz it's a burden that's a carry on I, I don't think that was that funny I liked it see Patty liked it it was just like Patty really liked it I'm Nicolas Cage <laughs> Hey Patty thinks I'm beautiful. Uh, Patty likes my jokes. Uh, I don't get left behind. We're, we're gonna fuck later. This is like the worst Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm Nicolas Cage, by the way. You, well, you know. <laughs> they should have cast Mark Wahlberg in this movie. They probably should have. I found a god. <laughs> Hey, you better watch out. I found it. Oh, no, these gods are Transformers. They've been taking us away. It must be the Transformers. Oh, I'm like Wahlberg. <laughs> better watch out. You can be my co-pilot as a teddy bear. <laughs> be good. Oh, one of the things that pissed me off was like when, oh, that's too far in. We'll have to talk about that later. It's your go. Okay. So like he's in the, like they're all left behind now. Yes. And uh, he's like, oh shit, I've got to go talk to the people. Hey, Patty, can you go inside and check the stats on this like cockpit here? Just yeah. like the flight attendant's like going to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Readings are looking great. He even says like <coughs> the autopilot's out. Yeah. So what does he want her to do? Hold these sticks while I do things. I don't fucking know. If it starts beeping, I'll hear. Let me know. Yeah, if it starts beeping, just be like, hey, get get your, get your shits over up in here. 
That was fucking stupid. Um, so fucking when uh, who was the 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 giant black dude that he sits oh, next to? Was I that know. like his cameraman? Was that his friend? Because they the way they were talking shit at each other was like uh, they knew each other, and it was like I'm gonna let you have that one. I'm gonna let you have that. Well, actually, everybody in this movie talks like they know each other already. Like when when like the the dwarf midget little person guy talks to anybody, he's like, "Fuck you, man. You know I'm sensitive about that." Like everybody talks like they already know each other. I know if I was on that plane, I'd be like, "I don't fucking know you. I'm not gonna like you can go." over that way. I don't give yeah, a fuck. I'm having, not talking to you. Who's having and chats the with cast, the plane I've people. never seen a more con- contrived <laughs> diversity in a cast ever. I know! I was, I was, I was, <laughs> and it's all in first class. There's only, the weirdest part about that is there's only one businessman in first class. Bullshit! <laughs> the oil guy. There's um, the a Muslim, the wife and daughter of the football player for the New York Jets. Go, yay! Go Jets. There's yep. there's the little person and the guy next to him who says you're a gambling man, are you? Yeah, and he was the air marshal or whatever. Uh, no, oh. no, no. He couldn't have been the air marshal. Oh, because she he? picked up the gun from a different seat. Oh, I don't fucking know. Uh, t- he was a guy. Yeah, he was there. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, where oh. where did the woman whose uh, whose daughter disappears? Where did she get that gun? Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. That's my first thought. I was like, where did that come? They even ask her, and then she ignores it. Just, uh, just like I the don't rest know. of this movie. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Shut up! I'll shoot you. <laughs> I've got a I got a gun. Yeah, go ahead and shoot that. You'll depressurize the plane, and everybody will fucking like that's gonna fuck everybody. But then she won't have to worry about her daughter no more. I mean, yeah. Also, well, she tries to commit suicide by shooting herself in the heart instead of the head. That was stupid. Anyway. And there is no pluralism or, like, complexity to belief at all in this movie. Nope. People who believe in some sort of afterlife or deity are, like, vehemently, like, cut down to size by atheists. And, like, atheists are, like, encouraged to change their ne'er-do-well ways by the faithful. There's no in-between. It's very, well, you're either a fan- or an extremist fanatic religious or you're extremist fanatic atheist. Like Exactly, yeah. Like, the, like in all Christian movies, it's either, like, you're either a Jesus person or you're a filthy other. Like, <laughs> oh, and the thing that, like, I caught it, like, I knew it was going to happen is when she goes into the church because everyone's gone and she realizes it at this point. But, like, the only person there is the pastor. I was like, of course, yep. of course it's going to be that. And he's like, uh, yeah, oh, what was he saying? He's like, he's I like, could, it, I, it doesn't do any good if you read all, if you, I can recite that whole book back to front, line by line, but I didn't follow it. And I it's just, didn't believe. Or whatever the fuck he said. But, like, uh, oh, what was it? What, I got to ask this question. What, um, what did that old lady do to not get taken to God? Heaven, what thing? horrible thing! Like you know the old there's okay there's this old couple that sits next to uh, Cameron Giles and at the when like when they sit down when the the um fasten seatbelt sign goes on she's like oh look Harold we're home and he's just like no we're not home and he and she's like she's he he gets confused sometimes because obviously she's the senile one but it's funny if she thinks that he's the senile one <laughs> but anyway like later on when Very everyone gets humor yeah what exactly <laughs> it's funny because people are old and they, the brains don't work no more but um later when everyone gets raptured, the guy gets raptured, but she doesn't. I really, I need to know what she did. Prostitute. Yeah, what the fuck? What did she do? 
What did she do to not get wrapped? Did, did, did she just like, was she so like far gone that she's like, God is not a, like God is a full honed beast that I found in the woods. Is she that senile that or and then even like I, I need I don't know why I'm fascinated by why she didn't like I don't know. It, it, I need to know. <laughs> it's a thing well, for the me. The movie spends a good bit of time trying to <sighs> infer heavily why people are not have not been raptured. Like uh, so clearly the little person was not uh, raptured or saved whatever the you want to call it because of the gambling thing because of no it's because he's the most angry person in the world that he is the angriest human being on the planet anyone that says hey man how's it going he's like you call me short like any word you say to him he's like fuck you man you fucking <laughs> yeah god can't rapture up full you have to be a full person to be raptured so. <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> no but like he was the he angriest was person in the world and i don't know why i think it's because all of his gambling debts were catching up with him i i mean he could have just been a shit. I mean, it's probably more the shitty person. Well, also the thing is when they were trying to be like, when they were doing like, he's a gambler and he's an adulterer and he's the, like, they go through everyone's faults. And it's like, these are, it's supposed like the movie is trying to be like, these are their sins. And these people are going to stay when I see a movie and that kind of stuff happens. It's just like, these are character developments. These are the characteristics of these people. These are their downfalls. Instead of being like, but in this, it's like these are these are bad things. Like, yeah, they're not great, but they're they're humanizing. So it makes me like connect to these people more. So they're completely they're making it worse by humanizing these characters instead of being like. And I, it makes sense because you're going to be stuck with them because they're the ones that don't get raptured. But like, it just seemed weird because the 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 normal movie logic applied to this situation is just like well. You know that he's an interesting character, but can't get raptured. No interesting characters get raptured in this movie. Like you can't have interesting people get raptured at all. Well, one of the things that bothered me was like the one chick who's the clearly the drug addict. Yes, um, yeah. she was terrible. Oh, I know, so bad. But she's all freaking out. I'm having a bad trip, and she runs yep. into the bathroom, pops out this lipstick thing, and ha- pulls out a little baggie of drugs. When she goes to sit back down in the plane, she's got a needle mark in her arm. Like, how did she smuggle a needle, like meth or heroin or whatever it was, and then like do the drug, sit back down, and then the Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, is just like, "Oh, you're gonna be okay. Let's not address this concern." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. She also wrote, like, in lipstick on her hand, it's all a dream. Or, like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not happening yeah. or whatever. Yeah. She wrote on her hand because she's like, oh, no, bro. There's so many drugs that I'm all high right now. Like, it's the most. It's, like, just a, it's absurd how, like, <laughs> the the drug. Oh. And also. It looked like it was cocaine. Like, it looked like a thing of cocaine. So I think she was, like, doing all the drugs, and she... They just don't know what, like, track marks look like or something? I don't they know. Don't. They really uh, don't. Obviously, they don't. Because, like, just... Like, there's just a... Obviously, they just have holes in them. They yeah. just have holes in them. A places. big hole in your veins go brown. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, we got to we got to talk about how people get raptured in this movie because it's oh. fantastic. Can, can so, we talk about one last thing at the airport yeah. before we move on go, to that? Go for it. Oh, I have another so, thing as well. So when Chloe Steele 
arrives at home. She's like, I'm so angry that he's leaving. And she confronts her dad and he gives her the keys to his car. How was she going to get home if he had not, if she had not tried to run into him? Uh, uh, uh taxi. Mom bus. picks her up. Taxi bus. Mom, mom in the taxi. Something. Bus picks her I don't, up. you know, fair enough. I don't know. Um, <laughs> The other thing, okay, two things about that as well. Uh, when uh, Chloe is talking to her dad um, about her mom, Nicholas Cage has this fucking ridiculous line where he's like, well, if she's going to run away with another man, why not Jesus? Like, I mean, <laughs> that is a terrible line. He's probably the best in doubt. <laughs> I, I, I mean, why not run away with Jesus? Jesus is fine. But also, oh, there was a, a story that um, Cameron, oh, God. Cameron Williams was telling Chloe. I love that we have to say Cameron Williams every <laughs> time. Journalist. Every time. Um, Cameron Williams is telling Chloe this story where she's like, why do people believe uh, these things are God doing things because and they're a good thing? And he's like, I was in a suit. I went and covered this tsunami and this woman uh, three lost four of her five kids or three of her four kids. And uh, she was praying God to God, thank you for saving the one. And then, um, <laughs> did she make it? Yeah, no. She, he he's like, and that's why people believe. And then she's like, well, what happened to them afterwards? And he's just like, eh, mudslide. They're all dead. Like, okay, pointless then. <laughs> dead in slime. Yeah, he's like, the whole village was covered in ten foot of slime. And I'm like, what? Like fucking Nickelodeon? Like attacked? What's going on? Nickelodeon from the nineties is like. <laughs> Fuck you, Malaysian village or wherever the fuck. Fuck you. Have this green slime. This earthquake and tsunami is sponsored by Nickelodeon Guts. Yeah, sponsored by Nickelodeon Guts. That one TV show where we throw shit at people if they don't climb walls or whatever. I don't remember. This was in the 90s. I was I was like two. I was high on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were a child. Yeah. You and okay. Bob Saget getting high oh. in the back of the trailer. Yeah. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, he late night TV. Why do we know like all the theme songs to fucking 90s TV shows? Well, Aaron, it's nothing compared to oh. Anybody, you got home improvement, man. It's fucking terrible. It, it could have used some oh, writing so improvement. Yeah, yeah. Could have used some show improvement. Oh, snap. That like guy's that. funny because his face is behind the fence for the whole show. That that move, that guy's the joke because you can't see all of him. <laughs> <laughs> so we um to the rapture part. Because it's oh, fucking. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. One oh. last thing. Okay. One last thing. So the Texas oil guy, I assume it's oil because Texas lot oil. Yeah, he had like yeah. a cowboy he's, hat he's on. On in the plane. cell phone, on his phone before the plane takes off, and he mentions something like he's wearing a bolo tie because you know that's how you know it's, it's Texas. Yeah, Texas. Exactly. He's like, I left the company jet in uh, Houston, and I'm like, wait, so I want to see the alternate cut of this movie or a short film where he is on the private jet drinking and his pilot is raptured and he has to try to land the plane in a Texas oil field. Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be good. 
Then it all blows up. Yes. <laughs> um, one thing before the rapture that bothered me is a that nothing happens for 32 minutes in this movie. It drove me insane. And B, I loved it. I know you did. <laughs> but um, like they like Chloe Steele is trying to go to wherever. And then her like, I don't know what her plans were, but her brother's like, can we go to the mall? And she's like, not right now, please. All right, I'll cancel whatever I'm doing to go to the mall. I mean, she just wanted to get out of the house, <laughs> to be fair. She just wanted to leave. Yeah. Okay. Rapture time. So. One last thing. Oh, no, no. We got to go to the mall as well. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The early mall stuff. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so before. Okay, back to Little Person Gambler. Uh, Yes. I wrote. Well, when he hears the tip from Little Girl, uh, he, he writes down, call Disco. His bookie's name is Disco. Oh, I missed that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta call Disco and tell him about this gambling thing. Well, let's see all those other genres. Funk and soul are taken. Uh, blues is already taken. <laughs> Disco yeah. Stew's got a tip for you. That's terrible. I'm that sorry. Got a tip uh, for you. Bluegrass and disco. Uh, which one should I go with? My name's Disco. That means you trust me. I'm, I, oh, fuck you. It was relevant in the 80s. Leave me alone. <laughs> you mean the 60s, 70s, whatever. I don't care. Old, old timing. Okay. And the little boy who, like, uh, when they're going to the mall, there's this really awful 80 yard line that it's that's like, I heard there was an 80% upsell at Amesford. What? I, when was this? When he gets in the convertible that she, uh, Chloe, is driving her brother to the to the mall. He yeah. says, I heard there was an 80% upsell at Amesford. Oh, no, 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 no. He said there's an 80% off sale at GameStop. Oh, that makes more that, sense. Yeah, I know. It makes like a thousand times more sense. What you said was fucking gobbledygook garbage. <laughs> well, wouldn't it make sense in this context? I mean, it would make about as much sense as the rest of this movie. So fair enough. But no, he says GameStop bullshit. So at the mall, I think Uh, a really important part is the breakdancers. Cameron, did you notice that? Yeah, what was that? No, well, they were breakdancing and they were pretty good breakdancers. But the music they had playing was like, boom, (laughs) chicka, chicka, boom, boom. Like it was the slowest. Like it should be like '90s rap where it's rip, rap, ribbit, a dibbit, bop, bop, a shibba, wah. Like it should be like bouncing down the street with my. Ho- like it should be like something like with actual like rhythm instead of like this really slow like boom, chicka, 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 boom. Like it was it just like like all the music in this movie. It was terrible and didn't fit at all. But especially with the breakdancers because they're supposed to be breakdancing and that requires like music. Also, everyone was like clapping along like. Well, Aaron, they had to choose something because when they only filmed this sequence probably in like an hour and they needed something slow enough for everyone to be able to clap along because rhythm is not inherently something that everybody has. I mean, I guess not. God, that was terrible. That really bothered me, actually. I've never heard of break dancers being in malls of suburban Yeah. Also, this mall was so sparse with people. Everyone, they had like just barely enough people to make it look like there was a ring around the breakdancers, but you could tell they could have used like 10 more people to make it look better. And also they, all the mall patrons were watching this. No, but you, there was nobody in the background walking around being like, going to go buy shit. Cause it's a mall. The other problem I have with that is like, 
there was nobody in it's sparse nobody in this mall yeah this rapture hits billions of people in the mall yeah there's hundreds later on after the rapture it's just like shouldn't there be less <laughs> like uh but anyway what what happens at the, at the rapture is um she um during the breakdance scene breakdancing scene um her little brother like disapparated he's disapparated <laughs> like a ghost yeah. Aaron, Aaron, he, you're forgetting that he does he dis disapparates right after he asks her if his mom is crazy. Oh and yeah. He says something along the lines of like, uh, you know, she she still wears that necklace, you know, the one you made for her. Yeah, that exposition I have for you. <laughs> Here, enjoy like, this. She loves us and we're gonna be fine. Okay, hug vanish. Oh yeah. We're gonna be fine. Poof. So the worst special effects. So what happens when people get raptured is they just their body's gone. So they just just clothes. It's just piles of clothing everywhere. There's just piles of clothing. And there's fantastic falling from like the second floor. Yeah, like were too. they jump? Were they like mid jump and then clothes? Like, <laughs> like were they, how did somebody they... skydiving and they just were raptured at that moment? Was that somebody was really weird? Was somebody walking by? We're like, ew, socks, and just threw them over. Threw them over. Yeah, like what the fuck? It made no fucking sense. Um, One thing that also doesn't make sense is that you see people looking through the piles of clothes. Yeah. Like the five foot nine person that was your lover or son (laughs) would be like hidden in a two inch pile of clothes. Maybe they just shrunk. Maybe there's like a 1960s villain with a shrink ray. Let me, I mean, then he might be in here. (laughs) Honey, I shrunk the kids with a hug. Oh my God. It was the, I just, there's nothing like being turned into a pile of clothes. They're just like, <laughs> where did you go? Let me check your t-shirt. Oh my God. And everyone, everyone fucking panics, obviously, because everyone's disappearing. But then they like look for them. Like, where the fuck could they? Oh, yeah. You're holding, you were touching them. You were like holding him. How, what did he like slip under in half a second and run off without his clothes on? Like, what fucking yeah. Houdini child do you think you have? Yeah, like, even worse is Chloe steals, like, Raby. And then she leaves them all. And there's all this stuff going on. And then oh, she runs off how much to like, she breaks into a bank. She like, she breaks into like a, a hospital and is looking around in the baby section. Just like, I'm going to find him here somewhere. All yeah, the babies clearly. were wrapped. Captured though. Yeah, right. because they're innocent. Oh god, this creepy fucking lady behind the Oh sheet. yeah. Oh yep. she just comes out and she's like, they're all gone. All the babies are gone. Just hanging out in here though. And the older ones too. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. But anyway, when as soon as they're like as boom, people disappear, right? Two seconds later, quick, grab all the money, grab all the things, grab all the TVs. We got to let's fucking do this riot time. Woo! Like, it doesn't, like, immediately people go fucking feral. Like, immediately. It's absurd. The one thing that I didn't understand is on her way to the hospital, she sees, like, so there's, like, a guy in a mask who's robbing the bank. And Who looks like guy. he's been in a fucking the wasteland for 30 years because he's got like the fucking hand, the white hand of Saruman on his face. And he's like, he's all done up to rob like 40 people on a fucking frozen highway in fucking 3042 with his fucking robo shotgun. Like he looks like a warrior of the wastes. And the guy comes out like a badass with a shotgun all slow mo. He's just like, get out of here. Yeah. Like he was planning this to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, he we got. 
breaks a shell. And he, like he was going to shoot Chloe for some reason. Like she was. Yeah, like she's robbery. just walking by. Also, a shotgun blast. I'm not a gun physicist or physics man. I don't know the physics that well, but I'm assuming a guy getting shot with a shotgun would not. It would not break the glass, then send the guy through. I think that'd be probably at the same. Also, well, it probably wouldn't throw the guy back that bad. Bullet spread. Maybe I doubt it. It's they don't spread that much unless he was like forty feet away from him, and then like I mean I'm not a gun man. I don't know gun things. I'm just assuming here. I'm probably wrong. But anyway, we need to go back a little bit in the um because I fucking love after the rapture. Chloe's adventures are the best things because literally everything is trying to hit her in the mall. Like five minutes after the <laughs> the kid disappears a car just crashes through the window aiming straight for chloe and it just and what does she do sits there yeah she just sits there she gets up and it's like yeah the uh, the um the driver's gone but the passenger's there and walks away yeah also all the fucking um another weird thing about this movie is everyone's in pairs but then obviously like the pair one of them always go. It's not both. It's not neither. One of them will go. Like, obviously, everyone who's like friends or lovers or anything, like, obviously, one of them's an evil demon person and the other one's like super altruistic, the best person ever. Obviously, that's just how relationships work in general. Like, everyone's garbage. Every relationship has that fanatic person of Jesus, and the other one hates it. But it just And the other one's a mega atheist who hates all religious people. (laughs) You know, like, that's that's not how, like, humans work. It's fucking ridiculous. But also, okay, so after that... She um, decides to get, she goes outside to go to the car to see if he yeah. went there. And guess what the fuck happens? A plane falls out of the fucking sky. Towards her. Going straight for her. Straight fucking for her. And plows through the car. Like it's fucking, everything is aiming just for her. It's absurd. And then also like she, it blows up, it kills her car and stuff, right? So. After that, she's like walking under a bridge. Guess the fuck what? These guys on a moped, by the way, moped, like, come on. Like <laughs> these, these two guys on a moped, one of them's like, when I saw this scene, I really wanted him to just like crack her kneecap like from behind. But no, he, he just like grabs her purse and is like, ha ha, I'm a villain, ha ha, money. Um, and then this is probably my favorite part of this movie. So she gets her purse stolen. And then not two seconds later, she hears like, and then a fucking school bus goes off of the bridge right next to her. And she's like immediately the short bus. Yeah, it was a short bus, too, because, you know, they didn't have the money for the real bus to crash. But just like. Purse snatch. Guess the fuck what? School bus off a bridge. Everything's fine. And it's all around her. Like, none of this stuff, like, you uh, you don't see it at anybody else. Nobody else is going. Also, why the fuck was she walking under a bridge? There's, a, there's an above the bridge. I know. What the fuck was she doing? Where is she going? I don't understand. Like, I loved that. Her parts of this movie were my favorite because things just happen at her and she's like, ah! And they're absurd. They're fucking absurd. Everything's going like fucking God. God's just like, yeah, that bitch, get her. That plane fucking right for her. Fucking that car, get her. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I, I love feel it. like 
her her part of the script was vastly underwritten. Like maybe of the 120 pages, most of that took place in that. And then the rest is just like, okay, well we need her to want to commit suicide near the end of it so that she can get the long distance phone call from yep. Cameron, Cameron Williams on the bridge to create the runway in the third act. Yeah. Not to mention, I love that she's going to commit suicide. But she can't commit suicide unless she goes to the very top of the bridge, because obviously, you know, she might survive. Like, it, no, the the hundred foot drop or the hundred and whatever crazy, already crazy amount of drop into the fucking river. No, that's not enough. You got to go to the top of the bridge. And even worse is like, right as she's about to jump, right the second, bring, bring. And she's like, oh, I better answer my phone. I'm about to die, but it could be my Uncle Steve. Yeah, clearly God was like, and then the satellite phone worked. Snap. Done. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Aaron, what's happening back on the plane? I don't even remember. I don't fucking like Jesus Christ. Oh, the conspiracy theorist on the plane. Oh, the alien guy? Yeah. He's like, they probably got it from Area 51. <laughs> oh no, he was talking about a super jet. And then the, the Texas oil man's like, a super what? And he's like, it's a super jet, man. It could go to, from New York to London in six minutes. The super air, like the mega air force or like the super underground air force is working on it. Probably technology from Area 51. Like who nonchalantly is like, hey, here's these military secrets. I'm going to just tell them to this guy. I'm just going to talk out loud on a plane about secrets. And he looked pretty normal for a crazy guy. I, well, yeah. He had a nice briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, you gotta look classy when you be crazy. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the favorite things, too, is like how they're introducing the weird friendships in this plane is um, the little dude's trying to grab a, the, the midget, we're not gonna lie, and he's trying to get his uh, his carry-on up into the top. And the Muslim dude just comes up and is like, hey, man, can I can I get that for you? He's like, what? What do you want? What, do you think I can't do it myself? Ah! I didn't ask for help. Fuck you. Dare you be nice. To, I can do it myself. And then he doesn't do it. <laughs> he just, he just closes No, he just closes Yeah, he just closes it. And also, it's not <laughs> like he needs legroom. <laughs> no, like legitimately doesn't need legroom. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't actually need it. Close. Ne never mind, you asshole. By the way, oh, kids man. are stupid. Yeah, dumb things. <laughs> Until they give me some. I don't like. I don't like things. <laughs> okay, can we talk about how uh, the mother of the girl who gets raptured, like? Other than the gun, she's just portrayed as like this hysterical mother. Like, where's my daughter? My husband paid you to get yes. to take her away from me. Yes. Because oh. she apparently had left. Like, that's why she wasn't raptured is because she had just left, like taken her daughter and left her husband. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're to believe? Yeah, I think that's what. And he's like, she's like, he can't take her. It's not gonna. He's gonna. Yeah. And she's like, I fell asleep. Obviously, you guys landed the plane and had a bunch of people leave. And then I woke up and we were in the air again. And you pin. You were paid to lie. You were all paid. The problem I have with that is like, yeah, they focus on like, where's the kid? But like, literally in the beginning, like more right after the rapture happens, like they go back in a coach and everyone's freaking out trying to A, get into the cockpit. But there's one lady that screams like three times, where's my kid? And then yeah. like, it's never dressed again. No. Also, they try and they try and bum rush the all the passengers try and bum rush the pot cockpit like he did something. 
What I mean, what could you have done from that position as the pilot? Like, well, I just pressed this fuck you button, and a bunch of you guys, a bunch of people left. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's why it's a pilot button. I did that. <laughs> it's not. They don't do that. What? I don't even remember. What? Where the fuck are we? Okay, so we just got. I think we skipped a little bit. Where of course we do. Plane. We always do. Right. It's fine. Uh, but it's okay the plane skip a bit. The plane's boring. I know the whole that whole. The, the, the only problem I have, like, because I, I don't like, I didn't like watching this, but um, it was just blah the whole time. That's what I felt about this. I wouldn't say the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. enjoyed it. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, I like um, the Nicolas Cage rather than flying the plane in real. Like after they hit the thing, he spends half his time wondering, like, "Oh God, oh God, we're all gonna die!" And then uh-huh. half the other time, going through the other, like the co-pilot's Bible. Oh my God, I love that. It wasn't his Bible. It was like his little his like, watch. journal thing. Also, yeah, he was looking for signs of religious people and that and he's like got john 316 like on his watch on his watch and like gold but my favorite part about that part of the movie is when he goes through the wallet he finds 20 bucks throws it behind him he takes out his his uh credit card and it just it's like the visa symbol it's like the symbol in the corner of your visa credit card that says visa it's just that as the card like a blockbuster it doesn't card. yeah it doesn't have like it doesn't have like the account note or the card number or anything it just says visa like here's a credit card the visa one and on the back is just like blue like it, it's fantastic it's fucking lazy as shit well aaron that's the only thing that the prop department could get their hands on i mean no they could have just been like, what's in my wallet? Hey, look, a credit card. Let's use this. And blank out the bad part. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah, the special yeah. effects for this movie Jesus are about on stupid. par with like a flight simulation on Windows 95. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they have a midair collision. There's a fucking yeah. midair collision in this movie. And nobody dies. I mean, the other plane dies, but they're just fine. Yeah, they got like a little bit of damage on the wing. They... They fucking also. So apparently, the reason that the midair collision happens is the pilots in the other plane were raptured. But then, so Nicolas Cage is like, I'm increasing altitude to a thousand by a thousand. I'm going up. When there's no pilots, I'm a hundred percent certain planes don't go up more. That's not how it works. That's not like, well, we don't have, like, there's no pilot. Clearly, planes just keep going up. Like, no, they go down because that's how air works. Oh, and then, like, when the damage is done, he goes, hey, Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, can you go see if there's a liquid yeah. spilling out? And he's yeah. like, fuel? And he's like, yeah, fuel. Yeah, fuel. He's he, Because he's got a camera. Oh, he also starts, like, just filming shit and talking. He's like, this is Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, and a bunch of shit just happened on this plane. And he goes up to the, uh, the dwarf guy, and he's like, <laughs> did you see anything? And he's like, what? Do you think it looked different from down here? He's just like, dude, ask he's just like he's just like hey man oh just asking you a question like regular human shit and the same thing with the with the midget dude he when the shotgun happens the midget's like going through the muslim's bag he's like there's gotta be terrorism involved oh yeah and then like the guy like grabs the bag from him he's like all upset and then um he just like reaches slowly into the bag and then he whips out his hand and points at the at the midget and then the shotgun part happens. So it was like, oh, it could have been a gun, but it was an electric tooth. It's electric and he has it on. It's like, like, aha, clearly I'm an evil man. 
<laughs> Fucking garbage. Oh, so bad. <laughs> I'm the original to write that grieving mothers are hysterical and are able to smuggle guns onto planes. That was the air marshal's gun. I guess it was the air oh, marshal's gun. That's yeah, what they say. Oh, yeah, they do say that. Oh, say and I the love the thing that uh, Chloe wrote on her dad's, uh, the tickets that she <laughs> sends to him. She wrote, today is the saddest day of my life. Wait, did that what it, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, my yeah, God. That's exactly what it said. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. I missed that. That's amazing. Ooh. Ooh. He's like, if you wanted to cut to the essence of my being and hurt, that was how you do it. <laughs> oh, another great scene that I like that made no sense where they were like, he was like, don't you understand my, we're all getting raptured. And she's like, where are you? And the, and the flight attendants like, where are you hearing this from? And he's like, my wife. And she looks like she just got shot with a gun <gasps> because she didn't know that he was married. Yeah. Right. But like, he's it. Like, he looks like he's not looking like, uh, like, I don't know, like Matt Damon in his 20s. He looks like Nicolas Cage in his goddamn 50s. Did you say Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I said Nicolas Cage. My name is Nicolas Cage. I'm here. I'm a porno actor. My name She'll is never Nicolas laugh Cage. at one of his jokes the same way again. He's so funny. He said not. You can only have one carry-on. <laughs> Tell that carry-on joke that you told when we that weekend that we went to see you two in London. It made me moist. <laughs> yeah, no. Creepy. Yeah. They're talking about the, the butt stuff. <laughs> They're talking about anals. <laughs> and how you should be having it. You should have the genitals happen at you. <laughs> It'd be good. Are we, in, are we in Florence? Because I love all the canal. That, that did not work at all. No, that's Venice. <laughs> that's Venice. Yeah. That is, that is also a, the wrong city. And <laughs> canal does not work as anal. Kegel? Shut up. Yep, Kegel. Yep. Okay, fine. We go to the town of Eggel <laughs> and do Kegels. Yeah, and then we have a Kegel party. With kegs that, that was, of yeah, ale. That was the Aaron, joke. aren't you doing them right now? Yep. My my butthole is being uh, exorcist. It's prep for the times. To prep you for- grinding all up on it? Yep. I'm like, whoop, whoop, shibby, wop, wop, to bang. Better get down or you'll go- <sighs> Dang. Wait, so if I don't go down, I will have to say dang? Yeah, man. You better get... Uh, Uptown the boogie. You better um, jump up, get up down, or else you're gonna ship dibby dang. You wop wop a boogie. Um, you're the you're the king of scat. You better <laughs> jibbity jamp jamp wop wop do, or else I'm gonna come after you. With For what? what? You know, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't tell me. Oh, well, let me inform you about the things I'm going to come after you with. Okay, please do. Evidence. All right, that's one, two. What's two? Uh, a knife. Circumstantial documents. Yes. All Circum right. Three. Yep. What? What's three? Um, a list of known associates. Of of my known associates or your known associates? I can have both. <laughs> That's going to be a long document. All right, It'll moving on. Four? What's four? Objections. Uh, four is long pauses. Yeah. Did you say Chechens? I said long pauses. Oh, I thought you said like Chex Mix or something. Oh, no, I'm going to get Chechens. No, that's also uh, less six. From Chechnya. 
Chechens. Chechens. And and what's five? Uh, Five is going to be uh, steel. Like Rayford. Rayford steel. Rayford (laughs) steel. Exactly. That's what I'm going to come after you with. Was that all? Yeah. I don't need anything else. That's what I'm coming after you with. Man. Sounds like you've got quite the plan going there. I I sure do. I'm gonna come over there and do that. Okay, <laughs> tell me where is here? You, where you are? You know? Yeah. You're a, yes, you're I do a, know where I am. I don't want you to know where I know where you are. <laughs> you know? Do you understand the concepts of places and differential time zones and stuff? I don't want to hear about your Westses and the Neistses. Yeah, we don't need to know about that. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> okay, I guess it's irrelevant. You're going to get it. Oh, gosh. Um, is it nose relevant? What? What? <laughs> oh, you're irrelevant. Yep, got it. Joke. <laughs> oh, something that really bothers me is like, when it's all about left behind, the thing they're always like, it's like, God, and then they have a fight about it. And then, God, they have another fight about it. And then the rapture happens. It was like, oh, look at this placid foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody's talking. Nobody n- nobody d- talks to strangers about God as much as in this movie. Everyone's just like, hey, man, you go, you on this plane, too? Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to listen to Jizzity J on my (laughs) iPod. Something that really bothered me was that... Another thing, yes. There's a a lot. (laughs) The whole movie. You right now. Um, Is that there's a sign that says, the end uh, is near, and then it crosses out and says, here, who had time to write that? Yeah, he was already gone, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he have this fucking, like, god spider sense to be like, coming. Here, ah! And then he's That's gone. Like as useful as going through internet comment posts and like taking Y O U R and Xing it out and putting Y O U apostrophe R E. Just like, uh, let me fix my grammar. I gotta, you know. Wait, what is yeah. that? A God you're Nazi? Not using the right there. You meant they are, but you're using T H E I R, which is they're like possessive. So here, Clear, let, me, yeah. let me just help you out there. Clearly, you need to fix this. <laughs> I'm the, the apocalypse problem. grammar expert. We need one. <laughs> yeah, we need to fix the uh, the your that was in the future tense and it is now in the current tense. So obviously, you yeah, need syntax to change it. is very important to the new world order. <laughs> tense is what tense all your words are in is very important when you're talking about the apocalypse. When Come you're on, talking about cheese. That's when you're talking about dong. <laughs> Welcome to all about dong. Let me inform you about this week's dong episode. Welcome to this week's dong episode, where I talk about dong. You know, I saw this great article on Dick Feed. It's like BuzzFeed, but for penises. You know, um, it says you know dongs are normally penises in disguise, like robots. Disguise Isn't that right, Wob Wob? Yeah, it's right there in disguise. I don't find dongs, though. I find penises. That's right, you know, we're gonna, but this is about dongs, so you can leave. Oh, okay. Look, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Go back. What, what are they disguising themselves <laughs> from? Yeah, I mean, they don't want to be known as dongs. God sucks. Okay. Yeah, they're trying, they're trying to hide their dongitude. Trying to hide their dongitude. Yeah. You know? No, that's why I ask. 
It's okay. because I don't know. Well, I thought you'd gone to health class once or twice. Okay, let me explain uh, the dong disguises. So, penises are what most people have. Dongs are what most people still have. But... They want to be called penises, but you can't be called a penis if you look like a dong. So people disguise their dongs <laughs> to look like penises. Yeah. Okay, you have me so far. Yeah, keep- that, I mean, that's it. Is it? I mean, is there other wait, types the of classification? That is not. <laughs> you know, that it's not an argument. This, I mean, it's a fact. You can't argue facts. You just disguise your, pe- your dong to look like a penis. What if you do if it's a chode? Um, I mean, that's fine. Most people are like, oh, is there dong Q and A? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you got a question, we got a we got a caller calling in. Ring, ring, fucking uh, hello, welcome to the dong show. I have a question. I go, is it about dongs? Uh, everything's about dongs. You sure fucking right it is. What's your question? Well, um, I'm not too sure if I have a dong. How do I find out? Look, look uh, in your pants, and if you see a floppy dang, it's a dong. Uh, oh. Huh. So why don't you check right now on that? Uh, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, explain it. Describe uh, it. It looks sort of like a dong, but I'm not sure. Is it like a finger, but like you know, without bone? Uh, it's smaller though. Oh well, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's unfortunate, but that is a dong. Oh, you know. Wait, it's unfortunate that it's a dong. Yeah, because you want it to be a penis, so you better get a disguise on. Go down to the the wig store and uh, put a wait, disguise wait. on your dong. Wait, is that how you think they disguise themselves is with wigs? Do they wear like mustaches and noses and eyebrow Oscar Groucho sort of? Thing? Yeah, you know, the, you, know, the, you know, the Groucho marks like of glasses and mustache nose thing. You put that on your dong. It's a penis now. But that doesn't make it look like a penis. That makes it look like a dong with a face on it. I mean, no, that, that's how you just, I mean, that, there are many ways to disguise dong. Should, should I hang up the phone? Go, I mean, if you want, you, uh, you could, I mean, if you want to stay for the dong, dongversation, then that's fine. The dongversation? Yeah, you know, if you want to be a part of the dongversation, uh, that's okay. Click. And now okay. we move to the part of the show where we read an arcsticle from the community science feed. This week... The Ukrainian Museum of Penises and Dongs was trying to differentiate between the two, and we got a celebrity tweet that Tyler Perry's dong was dangle dangling on the fring frang of the French beach in Cannes Film Festival. Respond to this. Well, you see, Tyler Perry, he doesn't even have a dong. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's got a, a dangler. Can you clarify for audiences that may not know what a dangler is? Well, the difference between a dong is like a regular dong. You know, your classic dong. A dangler is like a dong, but it's different. <laughs> how is it different? Oh, you know. No, uh, h- how is it different? Oh, okay. Well, let me let me get out my science booklets about the difference between dongs and danglers since you're so ill-informed. All of the scientific literature yeah, let me, about hold on, let me let me page 447. The difference between dongs and danglers. Wait, did you have that bookmarked? Uh, no, I've just I know the whole book. 
Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, it says here, um, dongs are your regular classical dongs. The difference between danglers and dongs is the danglers are slightly longer and thinner. You, you must to look up in the book to get that distinction. I just assumed I'd go with the scientific's reasonings behind behind it. You know, yeah, in the Arcticle, I know. Exactly, in the, the internet's obstacles, you know. That's a thing. Anyway, next week on All About Dongs, we'll be watching Dodgeball and rating it on a scale of one to five dong dong tastics. <laughs> it's gonna Any be dong dongs. <laughs> We've got one more story real quick about dongs. This is breaking news. Breaking news, electric bulge news, breaking news. news. <laughs> breaking news, everybody. Yeah, bulging news about dongs. There's a dong wandering around on Wall Street. It's bothering the sellers. Was that that's, it? Yep. That's your dong news. That's your break into electric dongitude news at 11. Time for pizza. We'll see you later on the Dong News Update. All About Dongs is a co-production of National Public Radio. It's me because I now have shiploads of money. I have cargo crates and chests and filled with gold bullion. Me. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, So so... So the rapture happened. Let's close this out. So... Did you notice how the road work? I don't know if I already brought this up, but the road work that uh, oh God. Chloe oh Steele uses as the runway is the one that she drove by in the convertible earlier in the film. I didn't notice that. Yeah, her and uh, Ramy, her younger brother. Is that Ramey. was that his name? Ramy yep. is her name. Yeah. All right. She was turning left under the freeway when they were talking about stuff, and they were like, "You know what? We I need I need a mile, Chloe." Oh yeah. Oh um. That fucking road when she, so she goes um, to clear a runway because JFK is all closed and all there's so many planes and they can't di- they can't ditch in the river or they're in the water because you can't turn the nose up so you'll just obliterate into conquer or whatever the fuck reasons because they can't so uh, there's this road construction they're building a thing please do not talk about the steamroller <laughs> oh we have to talk about the steamroller bolt no. anyway first that road has so many cones on it like they couldn't just be like they couldn't just at the beginning be like road closed couple of things maybe a barricade or two and then the rest of it could be open. No, there's fucking cones everywhere, and they're just, like, thrown at the road. Like, it's just cones everywhere. And then there's a fucking, there's a fuck there's a porta potty like, in the middle of the road, too. Like, if you're working on the road, just put it on the fucking side in the grass. It'll be fine. What the fuck are you doing? Also, they just left a steamroller also in the middle of the road, and she tries to move it, and it is the slowest steamroller. And she's just like, oh, man. Like, it's a joke. But we got to talk about the part where she's trying to get to the freeway, and she's jogging on the bridge, and it's just dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and it's super slow. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And it's also, like, it's the worst fucking music. Still, this music, this movie is the worst music. I love it. I love terrible music in movies. 
I wish it had been more like a tuba force soundtrack, like. <laughs> New tuba force CD coming out January 27th. <laughs> Featuring their new hit, How to Boogie. <laughs> single. Call Disco 555-001-2346. Tuba Force, the new the new album, How to Dance Your Dick Off. Coming this January. Is it coming? This yes. new album release is endorsed by All About Dongs. <laughs> yes it sure is okay so, so they, everyone on the plane decides to like pray together and then Nicolas Cage lands the plane I feel like there was yeah. something we missed it doesn't fucking it doesn't matter There's like, I don't there, feel like I missed everything anything, really. every, yeah everything after the actual like rapture and subsequent crazy shit that happened after the rapture is boring as fuck right like everything after, like after the school bus goes over the bridge, you can skip like the rest of the movie. I wanted to, but I made had to make sure to see the credits. Yeah, I had to. I, I mean, there might have been some of the crazy shit that happened. Yeah, we're but like last. seriously, after that 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 scene with the school bus, you can just be like, off. Okay, saw the best parts. Saw her get chased by catastrophes because that just happens. Like a section for it. That's the name of the show. Roll joke. Roll credits. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that. I also love the closing. I also love the closing line. How, like Cameron is just like, looks like the end of the world. Not yet. This is just the beginning. Yes, you got me. Oh yeah, and when they get off the plane, like, should she run to her father? No, she gives Cameron Williams, investigative journalist, a big hug, like they've been fucking for years. Well, I can't no, stress I that remember enough. that Cameron Williams had been quote unquote thinking about her since they took off. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. How could I forget? But they never tell us that that was reciprocal. That she's like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, no, because she goes to she goes home and she's like, I met Cameron Giles, and she's like, the guy from the news, and she's like, yeah, I didn't know how gorgeous he was. Like that was like okay, Ooh. done. Yeah. That's, <sighs> well, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, I mean, that's the movie. Let me... Um, uh, yeah, I can't find anything more. I think that... Uh, you know, yeah, that's I would have been okay it. to have been left behind with ever having, out, ever having watched this movie. Huh? Wait, what? What? I would have been okay with being left behind from the experience of ever having watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. It was not good. Yep, this <laughs> brings us into our verdict territory, gents. Does this movie, Left Behind, starring Nicolas Cage as sexy pilot number four, Rayford Steele, belong in the Rayford catastrophe Steel. section? Rayford Steele. Does it belong in the catastrophe section? I would say it does until the end of the rapture part. Like I said, I absolutely loved it until she stops getting chased by disasters. After that, you can turn it off. So about an hour and 20 minutes in, something like that. After I that, like you can just turn it off. No, I no. No, it's not good enough for you. I, the fact that I, I had to take two cigarette breaks 
to watch this movie. No. <laughs> That's how you measure? Yeah, if I had to get up, eat, and then you know, smoke to be like, okay, I'm ready. I can make it through this, man. Sometimes so- movies are so bad that you have to take an intermission, like when we did with New Year's Eve. Oh my god, yeah. Wait, what? The mo- the New Year's Eve, the garbage movie. Oh, I was thinking yeah. of Christmas Talk with the Cranks again. Talk about movies that don't feel like they'll ever end. Yes, this one did feel like it was going to end. Just, it took too long to get there. But the weird thing was the pacing. Like, it had 40 minutes left to the movie, and it could have ended there. That's what it felt like to me the whole time. Oh, definitely. It could have ended so much faster. <coughs> it it could have been an 80-minute movie. It would have yeah. been way better. Also, the one thing I do got to say for this movie, I do got to say for it, my, fuck, <laughs> fuck the grammar. Um, fuck my Kelsey grammar. Um... <laughs> It's a fucking stupid joke. Um, you mention me, Kelsey Grandma, or it's me. I'm here in the studio. Kelsey Grandma phone. My ears were ringing. Hey, how's it, how's it going, Kelsey Grandma? Do you have a Kelsey Grandma phone that I can call you on sometime? Yeah, pretty good. I got one right here with my homophone, my cinephone, and my, uh, you know, antonym phone. What's a, what's a cinephone? I've never heard of it. Is that like uh, calling movie I'm theaters? In movie theater, and oh. someone calls me, I can answer it and be like, hello, I'm important Kelsey Grandma business. Oh, okay. That's very, I mean, uh, do, you, do you have time for an interview really quickly, uh, Mr. Grammar? Yes, I do, but as a matter of fact, my phones aren't ringing. Go I'm ahead. Here. All right. Um, so first question, um, how many times have you eaten roast beef on a Saturday? Well, you know, I really like roast beef, but I, I really love tossed salads and scrambled eggs. That's where my, my culinary tastes really lie. Is that where that song came from, or is it because of that song you were forced to eat that? Uh, a little bit of both. You see, we wanted to do green eggs and ham, but that motherfucker, Dr. <laughs> Seuss, took that before we could copyright it when we were doing cheers. You see, I was on set with Ted Danson, and I says, Ted, Ted, Mr. Danson, Ted, uh, who plays Sam Malone, I said, use, uh, we should copyright that, uh, toss salads and scrambled eggs, and he's like, would you like it at a bar? Would you like it in a car? And so I punched him in the face, and that was the series finale. All right, well... I, I, thanks for the time. It, it it really means a lot to me that we have you on, uh, Mr. Frazier boss. Um, oh, uh, you're on- welcome. I'm the boss of Frazier, and I also play Frazier's boss on Frazier. Oh, really? Did, was that like a twin? Like, were, did you have a stunt double for the other person, or did you quickly run back and forth, or how did that work out? Well, my forehead was 3D projected onto the other person because of its pronounced... Uh, presence on the screen and in uh, television history. So oh, really? I thought it appropriate that it was projected onto somebody else. So I thought, who better than Danny DeVito to play Fra- that and my brother Niles in the upcoming Frasier reboot? You <gasps> better back did that we, up, you. Did we the just get Frasier a world exclusive? Part? There's a Frasier reboot with Danny DeVito? Yeah, the Frasier reboot where I play Frasier and he plays Niles and we're in a car and we're double parked. So we say you better back that up and they won't back up. That sounds fantastic. Is this going to be a movie or a series? It's a, it's a TV movie on Lifetime where being oh. a woman sucks every day because of sexism. That's their new slogan. I helped because I gave them all the proceeds of my of from my show, Kelsey Grammar Corrects Your Grammar. 
No, that is a wonderful show. I must, I must say, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't gotten a Grammy for that. Ah, uh, well, I did get an Emmy or five, but the rest went to The Rock for The Rock Talks Geology and other rock-like things program yeah. on TLC. I mean. That I mean, that deserves it. That's that's fine. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for uh, interviews today. So, oh, you're welcome. My cinephone and my homophone are ringing, so I have to go answer those. Oh, okay. Re- really quickly, can you give us the number for your cinephone so we can have our listeners call in? Uh, well, I will give you eight of the nine digits. It's o one five six two six five eight nine blank. Uh, okay. All right. Uh. I'll let you yeah. work out the rest. Goodbye. Hello, okay. this is Kelsey Grandma's homophone. What is it? Oh yeah, that sounds like this. Oh, well, that was guests a real treat. Kelsey the interview Grammar. show is a co-production of National Public Radio. It's me because it's time for the poetry corner. Hello, poetry. It's time for poetry corner. Hello, it's me, Mr. Poetry, and we're live for Poetry. Today, our special guest, Sean Henry, welcome for Poem. Uh, welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, I hear you you are a multi-award winning poet. Uh, you, I hear your poem. I'm going to ask you to read, um, or you've come on the show to read an excerpt from your poem, The Time Those Damn Bastards Stole My Cupcakes. If you would like to read an excerpt from it, I, I would just, I would be so happy. Well, sir, I, I have to say it is an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Um, I really like uh, the National Public Radio. Um, I did bring an excerpt from Those Bastards Keep Stealing My Goddamn Cupcakes, um, and I would like to read it to you now. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Those sons of bitches went with my cupcakes. They took them, they took them, I'll end them all. If only I could find out where they put the baking pan. Dear Lord, dear Lord. That's what's beautiful. If you can't see, since this is an audio production, you cannot see the waterfall of tears streaming down my face. my, My desk is wet. My desk is wet with tears because of how beautiful that was. Now, um, my uh, co-host here also wrote a poem in the meantime. I'm training him to be a better poet. And uh, 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 what is your poem today, uh, dear co-host? My poem today is called Turtles Are Wonderful When They're On Their Backs. (laughs) All right. If you would like to read it, I would uh, be glad. Okay. Alack, alack, that turtle is on its back. I look down and see the frown. The turtle is on its back. I kick it into the river and laugh. Ha ha ha. I get a gun and have some fun. I shoot it in the face. All right. In the water, it is wetter. Turtles on their backs are much better. It's very good. I I praise you, sir. I I have one. Let's uh. Uh, dear co-host, please take notes uh, for this, for I am I, the master of all poetry, will now read an excerpt from a thing, a little ditty I wrote last night. It's called, Ireland is full of pancakes. Ireland, oh Ireland, the land of the pancakes. You know the days are long when you don't have a cake in your pancake. Huh. 
The lumberjacks come even though there's no trees, for it is the land of the cake of the pan. The pan flute, the pancake. One day you will learn of the ships that sail and the jacks that lumber in like beasts of the wild. Oh, pancake. Oh, Ireland. That was beautiful. Thank you. That poem is available in the new book, Orange. Fuck you, I don't have to rhyme anything with orange. Available on on wherever books are sold now. And she, please buy that book. It is a, if you appreciate the show, most of the, the 50% of the, the uh, profits from that book go to the Poetry Foundation, which is my new, it's my new, uh, it's a, uh, there's a charity. That's the word. Um, if you could please, um, I, I need to write this down for when I have to pay, purchase the book. Well, could you give me the title one more time? Right. It's called Orange. Fuck you. I don't have to rhyme anything with orange. Anything with and, orange. Perfect. And other poems. Um, so 50% of the profits go to my new charity, the Poetry Foundation, which gives m- money to people who write poems. People like me? People like you. Wonderful people like you. And then the rest of it goes to me because I have to fund this show and because I love money. So this, I have, uh, I hate to be a bother, but I must hear another poem, sir. I've read through your entire book and I must say it's fantastic. Um, would you please, my favorites must be the ships, the ships, they call my name. If you if you wouldn't mind, so oh well, please, that that please. is a bit of an older poem. I do I do so appreciate that one. Um, I think I have a bit here. <clears throat> oh, hear ye, oh hear ye! I see those ships. They call to me like the whitest of whales. The ships they call, and I must beckon forth like a siren. The ships, oh those ships, and there is the mast. Mm. One of my favorites. Uh, listeners, that is our show for today. If you would like, uh, next week, we're going to have a wonderful guest. Natalie Portman. Yes, it's going to be Natalie Portman. Because we're talking about chips, and she she, she talks about, she's got port in her last name. Man, that's going to be, that's going to be our guest next week. It's going to be wonderful. You better show up and listen to the Poetry Corner once more. Good Poetry night. Corner is a co-production of National Public Radio. And me, because I am better than you, better than you, and I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you, and such. We now return to the catastrophe section. Mwah. Okay, so we already rendered our verdicts, right? Yes, okay. I believe so. I ab- I approve. No, most of it. No. Uh, okay, Cameron, you didn't. I okay, don't yeah. think it belongs there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Okay, so two to so, one. Going to Rotten Tomatoes. What is the percentage for this movie? Uh, five. I'm gonna say uh, twenty. <laughs> Okay, uh, lower than both of yours. Really? Two. I gotta have... Damn. Two, damn. Awesome. Cool. One fresh and 62 rotten. The consensus reads as, Yea, verily, like unto a plague of locusts, 
left behind hath begat a further scourge of devastation upon Nicolas Cage's once proud <laughs> filmography. That should have been on national public radio. That's pretty good. Um, what is uh, the audience score is 42% liked it based on an what? average rating of 2.8 out of five based on 19,818 reviews. Wow. That I'm surprised. Actually, I thought that'd be like a 15. Oh, okay. We got to hear that one positive. That's absurd. Let's see. Where is it? I bet it's like one of those that's like, eh, it wasn't that bad. It probably is where it's like, you know, that one part was okay. The Jesus. <laughs> oh, this one says uh, a Diane Seg- Sanger of ReviewExpress.com wrote, a great Sanger? cast delivers high drama in this action thriller. 4.5 out of 5. Wow. I don't know what part of it was what the action. Fuck movie did, yeah, what action? The part where things get thrown at Chloe? The bus? Yeah, I don't know. What the, what the fuck? Well, clearly okay. she's wrong. Okay, there's some that I want to read. Uh, John Noonan of Film Inc. At, of Australia writes, Ostensibly, this is an exploration of biblical themes. Left Behind avoids any theological debate to revel unsuccessfully in the mass hysteria created by God's rapture. Uh, Randall, Randall Colburn of consequence of sound rights. I never thought I'd write this, but Kirk Cameron's left behind flaws that it is looks and sounds better in almost every way. That's really hard to, I mean, I think we now have to watch the Kirk Cameron one. Please don't make me do that. (laughs) Okay. And lastly, uh, Joshua, Oh, Joshua Starnes of coming soon. Not writes, I am now relatively certain there is a hell, and it is a darkened theater with no door showing left behind on a loop for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> sounds that's about that sounds that sounds right. And this movie was actually even criticized by Christian groups. Really, of course, yeah, Christian it's Christianity Today, a Christian magazine, says uh, Left Behind is not a Christian movie. Whatever Christian movie could even possibly mean. In fact, most Christians within the world of the movie, whether the street preachy lady at the airport or Rayford Steele's wife are portrayed as insistent, crazy, delusional, or at the very least, just really annoying. They want Rayford church. Steele. They want churches to book whole theaters and take their congregations. Want it to be a youth group event. Want magazines like this one to publish discussion questions at the end of their reviews. Want the system to churn away all the while netting them cash without ever having uh, having to have cared a shred about actual Christian belief. They want to trick you into caring about the movie. Don't. And they, <laughs> went on, they go on to say they would have given it uh, zero stars, but their tech system wouldn't allow it. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, but you know who praised it? Oh, who? The two people that wrote the original authors of the Left Behind series, they didn't like the 2000 version, but they watched an early screening of this one and they called it the best movie I have ever seen on the rapture. Jenkins says, I believe it does justice to the novel and will renew interest in the entire series. And Jenkins later said, it's better than good. uh, He's very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple other ones. Uh, Let's see. Entertainment Weekly critic Lindsay Barr writes, at best left behind a shoddily made sensationalistic propaganda with atrocious acting that barely registers as entertainment. At worst, it's profoundly moronic. Audiences, Christian or not, deserve better. And it's hard to to imagine that the ham-fisted revelations in this schlock could serve any higher purpose. 
Richard Roper gave the film a D minus, stating that the writing is horrible, the direction is clunky, the special effects are not special, and the acting is so wooden you can make a basketball court out of it. Everything about this film feels forced and overwrought. With all due respect, oh my god. Okay, well, one, oh, two more. On her half-star review, Linda Bernard of the Toronto Star wrote the tantalizing prospect that this could have been a camp setup, camp setup of a snakes on a plane or Sharknado ilk pops up as left behind starts to echo 1970s flight deck driven disaster film and the parodies that followed. No such luck. Director Armstrong appears humorously earnest about his tax. Score one for Satan. <laughs> Even uh, other uh, Christian film critics, uh, Paul Chambers, for instance, was critical of it, saying there are millions of Christians with above or above average intelligence, uh, average or above average intelligence. I th- I'd like to think I'm one of them. So what possessed the makers of Left Behind to produce such an ignorant piece of garbage that's easily one of the worst films of the year, if not all time? <laughs> okay. This movie cost a certain amount to make. How much did it cost to make? Ten million. Uh, thirty-six. Uh, how much did you say, Aaron? Ten. Uh, higher and lower. Eighteen. Twenty-four. Uh, sixteen million. How much Dang. did it make? Oh God. Um, four. Yeah, probably like four or three. Bad. Probably it made, less. It made more. Uh, really? Twelve. It made $14 million roughly domestically and five and a half million uh, overseas. So the it, total gross is $19,682,924. And how much did it cost to make again? $16 million. Oh, good. A profit. Well, <laughs> marketing. That, that, that's production costs. It doesn't include marketing. So it probably was still a flop. Yeah. Director Vic Armstrong has also directed. Let's see. What else has he directed? Crap. Hopefully nothing. I'm sure he's done something. Mm. Oh, interesting. He's a British film director, stunt coordinator, second unit director, and stunt double. The world's most prolific, according to the world, the Guinness Book of World Records. Really? Yeah. He huh. doubled He doubled for uh, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, Timothy Dalton in Flash Gordon, George Lazenby, uh, Christopher Reeve. <coughs> That's ridiculous. And he directed a movie called Joshua Tree in 1993. And, ooh, he's got a new movie coming out this year called The Sunday Horse. Let's look to see what it's about. What the fuck? The Sunday Horse. Oh, good. A Jesus and a horse movie combined into one. You say horse it's movie? Like yeah. Trot, the, but Christian. Yeah, The Sunday Horse. I would totally watch okay. Jesus Horse. I it would says, too. Oh, this movie has a wit Linda Hamilton in it. After a near-fatal accident on a horse the experts thought was nothing special, a determined rider from the wrong side of the tracks defies all odds to pursue her dreams of winning a national jumping championship. I love any movie that says from the wrong side of the tracks. Yep. <laughs> That's probably my favorite description of a person. Besides that movie, On the Right Track. That's true. Oh uh-huh. my God. On the wrong side of the track. It's like hey, You're on the wrong side. The train's going to get you. Yeah, I don't know what that, like... What's the, is there? The, why the is there a right open. side? They never say from the right side of the track. Well, because the door won't open. Oh, okay. right, right, right. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. So this movie was nominated for three Razzies. What were they? What were the categories? Worst thing overall. Um, worst. Uh, I want to say worst performance. 
yeah, we're 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 supporting probably worst. Um, I don't know effects. Worst music should have been. I don't think that's a category, but it would be. Oh, oh. um, it was nominated for worst picture, worst actor for Nicolas Cage, and worst screenplay for uh, screenwriters Paul Lalonde and John Pattis. Good. On the novel by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. Another bit that I want, since it's current, is that they tried to crowdfund a pre-production cost for a sequel to this movie on Indiegogo starting in April of this year. Really? Yep. And they got uh, they wanted to do two sequels. Paul Lalonde, the producer, asked for five hundred thousand dollars, and over a month, it only grossed like eighty and a half thousand dollars. Damn, that's nothing. I was hoping you'd yep. say eighty dollars, make me happy. <laughs> but they reopened it, uh, uh, crowdfunding to leftbehindmovie.com, which everyone should go to because it has all these great quotes from people about why they want to do Left Behind Two. Oh, good. Uh, yep. Help bring I mean, the first book to life on the big screen. There's a Left Behind 2 on Netflix. It's just not with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, no, they have... Uh, that's from the 2000 ones with... Uh, oh. Yeah, that's the Kurt Cameron ones. Ugh. There's a couple of them. Don't... Yeah, so if you donate enough, you can be part of the Left Behind Advisory Board. Oh, boy. <laughs> what do you want more of? Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Just staring. <laughs> staring, smoldering, wearing that hot hat. Hey, Aaron, doesn't that get you... All b- <sighs> hot and bothered. Oh boy! Moist. <sighs> My genitals are in the correct position. <laughs> Isn't that the- a prerequisite for arousal? <laughs> yeah, they're they're in the position for the sex to happen. <laughs> good. good? Uh huh. My okay. dong is dongtastic. Let's move into our final segment. Uh, what's on our radar this week? Aaron, what's on your radar this week? What's on my radar this week is The Martian. Fucking awesome. Such a good movie. Go watch Matt Damon yell about shit on Mars. It's great. It's fucking, like, seriously. Everyone's like, but Matt Damon, remember that South Park bit? Fuck you, you're an idiot. That movie's awesome. Also, Matt Damon's fucking good. I don't know why you're fucking like, Matt Damon, I'm funny because I quoted a thing from a show I watch. Fuck you. You're stupid. Um, <laughs> Not really. Keep listening to us. And tell your friends. They have to save um, Matt Damon an awful lot in movies, don't they? I just think it's stupid that they're like, Matt Damon, because <laughs> he says his name. I don't know what that joke is. It's just dumb. Anyway. I, I uh, prefer uh, Sarah Silverman's I Fucked Matt Damon song. I love that song. I don't think I've listened yeah. to it. Um, we'll watch it. But uh, also, uh, I I saw Sicario. Sicario, however the fuck. It's Spanish. I don't know Spanish words. Um, it was really cool. It was strange and good. Sicario. I most people will like the Martian better. I'd like the Martian better. So go see the Martian and then Sicario if you can afford both. <laughs> Do that. They're good. All right. All right, other person. <laughs> other person, Sean. Yeah, that would be me. Other person. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't it's, say it much. It's okay. I said it once. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I also have to agree that the Martian uh, should be on on my radar too because I I watched that yesterday and it was it was fantastic. Um, I just watched uh, the the Gotham series on Netflix. That was really good. I, it's actually really weirdly interesting for it being about James Gordon or whatever. Um, 
I listened to Disturbed's new album or newest album, and I don't care that it's mainstream. I really liked it. So, um, Boo. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> is it as good as their old stuff? <laughs> yeah, they're still making stuff. It was good. Well, they just sound the same as they did in 1997, which is the good thing. I like that. They I, didn't. But they need. I they just need something new. I've already heard that. It's almost like a metal opera ballad is the problem, which is why I love it. Well, then listen to Arion. They're better. Oh, and then <laughs> the last thing was uh, this. This I have a PS4 now, and I got Super Mega Baseball, and it's the dumbest little game you can get, but it's so addicting. So that's my radar. Uh, on my radar this week, I went and saw The Walk with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the guy who, if you've ever seen the documentary Man on Wire, which if you haven't watched that after you go see The Walk, it's really awesome. I drove all the way, like a good distance to see it on IMAX because the last yeah. 20, 25 to 30 minutes is all the actual walk across the Empire State Building to the other one. It's just really cool. And I like seeing Isn't it Gordon Levitt have like an accent and act and stuff. It's uh, not it's it's the Twin Towers, isn't it? Oh yes it is. Uh, yeah, I'm like, it's not the Empire State Building. You watch I, I, I forget Spider-Man. because they haven't been around for a while because I don't know why. Oh, I wonder. Um because Jeff Fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would have also said the Martian and Sicario, but you already uh, both kind of said those. Yes. Oh, and another thing, Crimson Peak opens this week. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm fucking excited for Crimson Peak. What? So fucking go see that because Guillermo del Toro needs to do more stuff. Uh, and he's a magic man with a magic plan. And it's going to be magic great. Land. Yeah, he's fucking the best. Magic Mike. Triple yep. oh, uh, yep. X, Big Dongville. <laughs> Dongtastic. Dongtastic movies. My, magic Mike. Um... Yeah, that's that's outro time. Anyway, Aaron, what are we reviewing next time for our (sighs) Halloween episode? Oh, for Halloween. If you guys remember a little ditty we did a while ago, Prom Night. It's by the same director and writers and writers. The same team, not the same actors. I don't think. I don't remember. It's called. It's it's uh the stepfather. <laughs> now you've got daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Dylan Walsh of Nip Tuck. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, bad. Aaron, should we tell them what we're doing for November? Oh yes. So November, um, we're gonna try and not commit suicide twelve thousand times because we're doing. Uh, who blarted in which we're going to watch both Paul, Paul Blart mall cop movies. <laughs> haven't you guys already seen those? Uh, I've seen the first one. Neither of us have seen the second one, but we haven't done reviews on them yet. So uh, the first November episode is going to be Paul Blart mall cop one. The second one's going to be the sequel. It's going to be awful. And I'm excited to do who blarted. <laughs> who blarted? Maybe we blarted. Yeah, we're going to blart. Oh we're going to blart all over you. <laughs> gonna blart all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a blood blarts? Wait, what blood blarts? A, yep. blart, a blart necklace. <laughs> it's gonna I be good. Somebody makes us T-shirts of who blarted. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, all right. Uh, that's that's our show, man. And now to the outro. <laughs> Nicholas Cage.
It's not the end. It ain't the end. This is oh, oh that's a movie I like. That's better than this one. Nicholas Cage, and I can't vomit on me. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a Nicholas Cage. Jesus! Despite all my rage, I am still just a Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Jesus. Cigarettes and whiskey. Rate and review us on iTunes, motherfuckers. Maybe show us to your friends and be like, look at these fucking weirdos. They do things. I like what they're doing. You you like what we're doing? I don't like what you're doing. (laughs) Better rate and review us on iTunes so more people can find us, you fucking douche. Are you a SoundCloud fucker? (laughs) Did you then fucking get on iTunes? Ah, it's Ray Romano. It's me. Hey. Deborah, I'm a terrible <laughs> husband. I don't participate in our marriage. Ah, I'm a sports writer. Yeah, watch, my, I don't like my parents because they're too controlling. No, I've been done. Can we just cast Ray Romano in like horror movies? Like, oh no, don't hit me with the ah! I've been attacked by a monster man. Oh no, Deborah! (laughs) Yeah. And we out, motherfuckers.